get in. All right, welcome into the Couch Potatoes podcast, and thank you for joining us for another iteration of our first-timer series where we break down a movie that one of us is seeing for the first time. I am your host, Nate Shore, and I'm joined again by my fellow first-timer and partner in crime, Rudy Flores. What's good, Rudy? Yarp! Yarp! What's going on, man? <laughs> Not much. What's good? How, are you ready to... Ready to go through another one with me? I'm excited. Here's the thing. I'm going to be honest with you. I did see this movie a lot when it came out. It came out in 05. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> I hadn't seen it in about four years, four or yeah. five years. Okay. And yeah. so there's just a lot of things that hit me. I was like, oh, shit. The, yeah. shit, the, the shit can't fly now, I feel. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you want to tell everyone what, uh, what movie we're going to be, or at least tell everyone at least what movie we're going to be going through and then maybe tell them, give them a little bit of a synopsis? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I decided we were going to do Friday Night Lights, but I uh, felt like it might be a little bit too much uh, to do because of a little too uh, heavy. just a ton of, yeah, it was a little too heavy, a little, a little dramatic. Um, I love football, but I wasn't ready to jump into race relations in the early 80s <laughs> with, in Texas, in rural Texas. So, yeah, and uh, it's we, Valentine's Day. So Yeah, you know. since it's Valentine's Day, we opted to stay with a, with a rom-com, and I, <laughs> you, you told me that you hadn't seen Hitch. Yeah. Uh, with Will Smith and Eva Mendez. Um, and so essentially a dating doctor played by Will Smith claims with his services, he can match anyone with their soulmates in just three dates. When a jaded tabloid journalist sets out to expose him as a scam artist, the two find themselves falling in love. Ooh. Ooh. So <laughs> scandalous. So, yeah. uh, so essentially that's that's the premise of the entire movie. Yeah, um, and this is the first time that I'm seeing it. I have obviously heard of it a lot. I mean I I okay, so this is one thing I wanted to bring up. One of the I one of the things in which sort of I was most familiar with Hitch, other than obviously like hearing about it when it was coming out or hearing about other people seeing it is um in parks and rec tom haverford seems to refer to hitch a lot so like when uh leslie and ben are spoiler getting married i don't know if that's a spoiler it's like season four so it's not that far into it but and tom is going to be doing uh he thinks that he's going to be doing or officiating their ceremony he like tries to pull a lot of quotes from Hitch, and he calls it. Uh, we he I think one of the lines that he says is we open with Will Smith's monologue from the modern cinematic classic Hitch, and then right before the wedding is about to start, he's like sort of griping to Jerry slash Gary slash larry and he's like and he's kind of panicking he's like everything i wrote is wrong there's like 20 minutes of hit hitch quotes before i even say leslie's name and it's just so that's about one of the things i know the most through is sort of like the tom haverford's perception of it being this like all-timer like basically the the bible about like dating and romance and then he actually even in i don't know if have you seen are you a parks and rec watcher I am, but I yeah. can't believe I missed this. I yeah. feel like oh. this is something I should have I should have seen. Okay, well, um. and then in the in the like the um the future season or basically where they do the the time jump season, he's uh, out to lunch with Donna, and there um, she says that she got him a gift, and then he's he's like oh, and then he's sort of like excited about what it's gonna be. And then she says that she just got him some advice. And he's like, oh, damn, I was secretly hoping you got me the shoes from that uh, Jaden Smith wears in Hitch 2, son of a hitch. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so like Tom, again tom haverford is like honestly the he's the biggest window i had prior to actually watching it the biggest window i had into the movie so it's nice to see what it was yeah. all about and actually like know the movie on my own terms and not the just reference Tom. Not yeah. yeah i think if there's ever a, a fictional character to get a glimpse into our pop culture the tom halfford would have to be that dude <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> definitely but no it's i really liked it man. it was i i thought it was good i think it was i mean it's definitely dated in a lot of different senses like the hair in this is out of control i think the hair yeah the hair (laughs) oh man i was noticing that like right away the women have like a lot of like layered haircuts like oh yeah i feel like it's yeah jennifer aniston or like rachel green like <laughs> hair like you just see a lot of that going on in here so i yeah <laughs> i agree will, i didn't even notice that i didn't think about that and will smith his uh his edges are a little you know he's got to get those cleaned up a little bit the i just um, feel like yeah. at that like if, if they film that now the taper fade would definitely have oh yeah suited him better old school um, old school hitch when he's back in college and he's supposed to be a nerd is actually like more culturally relevant now than like 2005 like <laughs> quote present day hitch i mean he's got a better fade haircut you know it looks yeah it's come full circle yeah <laughs> Yeah. Who knows, man? So when you told me you hadn't seen this movie, I, that the first question that comes out is like, "How do you not watch uh, early Will Smith movies?" I feel like he was just such a superstar that when Will Smith was in something, you had to watch it. I know, and I don't know what and, you know. Two thousand five, you know, I probably I, that means I was probably like a sophomore, junior in high school, and it was a tough like, year. <laughs> yeah, tough year. Yeah, maybe I didn't have my driver's license yet or something. But no, I think it like. Um, I was looking at it. This is a good stretch for him because that was it. Really is like Hitch was obviously a big one um, for him, and then it's like I Robot, I Am Legend. Like it's a good three movie run for Will Smith. Here. <laughs> he goes on a fucking tear after this, good and yeah. bad. Like there's no. <laughs> yeah. It's like he just went on like a yes man trip. Or like every script that came through, he's like, yes, I'll do this one. I'll do that one. Yeah, I wanted to ring out a few of these movies to you to see if you've seen any Will Smith movies. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. All right, uh, Bad Boys. Yeah, I've seen that. Yep. Bad Boys 2? No, I have not seen that. Oh, man, that one's good. That one's really good. Uh, Men in Black. Obviously, yep. Okay, Wild Wild West. Yeah. <laughs> Those are all awful. Ali? <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, iRobot. Yep, definitely. I own that. That was one of the first DVDs I ever bought. Really? Mine was Triple X, Vin Diesel's <laughs> classic. <laughs> <laughs> Beginning scene has Ramstein on there, flame throwing. Oh, oh man, yeah, it was one of those Shark's yeah. Tale or Shark Tale. I haven't. Is that the animated one? It's animated, and apparently, it's culturally relevant now. From okay. what I like, my friend was telling me about it. She was like, "Yeah, if you've seen it, like it makes sense now." Yeah, well, someone was ahead of their game. Yeah, <laughs> I am Legend. Obviously, yeah, that's a good loved one. it, but it was put off that he had to kill his dog. That was that was a oh my god, yeah, trigger yeah, warning. That was yeah. brutal. Uh, <laughs> seven pounds. Uh, which one is that? What is that one about? He meets seven people, and then when he dies, he is given organs to them. I think I saw it one time, and just it really messed with my mental. I was like, I'm gonna watch it again. I was like, I want yeah. my two hours, seventeen minutes I, back. I feel like I have seen that, but I don't. I. It sound. I mean, I. Yeah, I don't know, but it, that's not that plot isn't sounding familiar, so maybe I didn't see it. Uh, concussion. 
No, I have not seen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about Pursuit of I haven't seen oh. that. What about Pursuit of Happiness? You've seen that? I did not see that one. Okay, that was around Which, this time. This is, a, you know. It was 06. That was his next movie. The funny thing about that one is I think I didn't watch it because, well, working in education, there's so many quotes and scenes from here about doesn't matter where you come from. You're going to be successful if you try really hard. Um, so I saw a lot of clips of that, and I was just like, yeah, you know, I don't need to watch this movie. I think I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's where, that's where all yeah. that's from. But I was just curious about that. So Yeah, um, I've seen most. You know, there's definitely some glaring holes in my um, uh, movie-watching history, like some real big ones, not just Will Smith-related, but like yeah. in all the ones where people are like, are you serious? You haven't seen this movie? So I think that Will, you know, so I was surprised at the number of those that I actually did see, you know. But I was a big Will Smith fan yeah. growing up. I, I think I... I think I could, you know, if put to, you know, gun to my head, I could probably recite the every, uh, the, all the lyrics to Wild Wild West and pretty nice. much like all the other songs from that album. <laughs> I could probably do Getting Jiggy with it, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the first few CDs I bought that and Weezer's Blue album. Yeah. Which is just the oddest combination, but they were both blue. <laughs> a big Willie Stell. <laughs> yeah. This was a blue cover. Yeah. Well, this is a big movie for him. Yeah. I mean, like, this is, like, definitely, like, really when, I don't know, I don't want to say, like, when he's taken off, but it's definitely, like, he's kind of at the height of his, uh, you know, I, maybe the height. Like, I don't know. He's, he's, he's big time right now in the, in movies in, like, 2005. And this is, it sounds like, I was looking at the Wikipedia page and they had, um, him you know they had sort of a quote about the production of it and he's obviously like the first you know the movie would wouldn't be made if they didn't have will smith yeah it's not like well the cover cast him. the cover is just him yeah it's right. him with his name the name of the movie hitch and he's just leaning on it like come see yeah. it because will smith's in it like, yeah yeah exactly well yeah. And i i heard i was reading that they have um that they wanted to cast uh another uh, like a black actress for the um sarah role but then Ooh. they the producers or like the studios thought that um it would be maybe a little bit too um alienating for white audiences and so then they but they still wanted it to be like um you know some diversity represented there so then they yeah. thought it would be like softer to go in there with like ava mendez i don't know it's which is like it's so weird to you know look at it in those sort of like really simplistic terms and it's like looking at how they cast and how they just tend to again yeah. put people in boxes for like for things like that but you know, what yields more money right like yeah right well and i think also will smith had some apparently he like directly told the again it sounds like he had a lot of pull he was telling the studio like Apparently, Will Smith watched uh, King of Queens, and he was like, I want Kevin James as Albert in this movie. Oh, so. yeah. And yes, uh, Kevin James is in this movie, which I think, uh, not a big part, but his part is just the best. Like, I, I like every scene that he's in, I'm always excited in watching, oh, yeah. especially with, with him and Hitch together, because their slapstick is, I mean, their back yeah. and forth is really good. Yeah, I'm not typically a huge Kevin James fan. I mean, I don't really dislike him, but I'm not... You know, I said Kevin Smith, Kevin James, yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Kevin, I, I think that, you know, like, I'm not uh, standing in line for, like, the midnight release of uh, Paul Blart, you know, but I think that I'm, you know, I, I don't... You're kidding, right? Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I just, like, I, so again, I'm not, like, his biggest fan, but I feel like, I think that he, he's kind of, like, to me, he kind of wins this movie for me. Like, obviously, Will Smith is great, and, like, 
you know the it, it i don't know the cast in general i feel like is is pretty good but i feel like yeah. kevin james like really owns his character and he brings like a lot of sort of like fun and charm to it and i really his character just in the way that he is really authentically himself um i think that albert is like my guy in this movie who I oh he's the mvp in my opinion i think he's he's one of the he's one of my favorite characters in the entire movie i wanted more of him if that made sense because obviously it's it's so focused on sarah which is played by eva mendez and so focused on hitch which is played by will smith and then yeah. yeah, like Sarah reports on Allegra Cole, who is Albert Burnham's love interest, and so you yeah. see them kind of make their way into the story as it like works its way out. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, I wanted more. I wanted more Kevin James in this. Something I normally don't say a lot, except for maybe, I know maybe yeah. grown, up, grown Ups One. I did want more Kevin James. I think Kevin James was a great character in Grown Ups One, but yeah, uh, among other things that Kevin James does. Uh, yeah, like the dude, like his stand up, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, oh, boy, it was too much. It was too yeah, much. like exactly. when you order an appetizer spread, and you're like, "Damn, this is a lot more than I wanted." <laughs> I should have just opted for the wings, not the sampler. Yeah, I, I, so I think one of my most, the most like relatable scenes to me in this whole movie is when Albert is trying to eat his, I don't know if it's like a hot dog or whatever he's trying to eat. And he's sitting on the steps and he's just like, shit's blown all over the place. And like, he's spilling stuff on himself. Like I totally relate to that in like, if you've ever ordered uh, like food from a food cart and then you're just like sitting on steps trying to eat it. Like it's really hard to do it in a clean way and to not look like, a total pig you know and so like when he's going through all that i'm like oh dude i totally feel you like all i want to do is get this down and not like mess up my clothes as much as possible and he's you know so yeah, i really no, i really like him in that i think there's no elegant way of eating that i feel like you get no. a sh- like you go to a food truck you're on the go eating that. like i once ordered a hero on on a food truck and then like it took me like, 30 minutes to eat it because we were walking yeah, and, right. and even then, I didn't feel like I got to enjoy it. I was just like, right. oh, this is a yeah. good, this is a good time to get a lot, like two bites in before I have to start walking again. <laughs> yeah, there's no good way to do it. So I totally, I totally feel him in that moment. I have a feeling so, like by the end of the movie, he's not going to be eating off of food trucks a lot. And now that he's got his uh, sugar mama, oh man, she's loaded in this yeah. movie. That's one of two scenes with food, though the the court the court. Uh, side scene at the Knicks game, which oh, I want to yeah. get into because I did look up what game it was. And, oh yeah, nice, and I yeah. did look up the rosters. I did too. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> and okay. so um, I'm gonna get into that. But he spells. So for me, anytime I wear like a light colored shirt, your red, your teals, your baby blues. For some reason, the food that's serving at the event that I'm at happens to be some like barbecue, or it happens to be hot dogs, <laughs> yeah. or it happens to be something that can drip to your to your and without without any haste, like it happens, it's gonna spill on me. So for him to spill mustard on himself yeah. at that game, I completely understand, and it, like such a big time, like at a big time <laughs> situation, such as a, a, like a third date or a second date, it's like damn, yeah. Do you know? Do you know the so the actress that plays Allegra? So her name is Amber Valletta, I think. Do you know her from anything else? Really, I was I didn't really I wasn't really familiar with that actress when, when I first. So, 
I I was trying so hard to figure out what else she was in. Like I was like, I'm pretty good at tying people and actresses into other things. Um, yeah. And I and I couldn't. I couldn't. And uh, mm-hmm. I was talking to a buddy of mine from work, and uh, he knows Hitch because he's like, oh, it's that girl from Transporters too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like what? Yeah, what? So, so Allegra Cole is in Transporter too. Um, okay. which is a movie with um uh who is it Jason Statham? Yeah, right. Uh where he's just transporting organs or something. Okay. Anyway, she's in it. That, that that's the only way I knew that it was a thing. Outside of that, I had no idea what else she was in except that her name was an allergy medicine. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I got out of that, but yeah. yeah. No, she was one that that was a tough one. Yeah, I think that there's so I feel like there's the three, or I guess you could say, so like most of the movie is Will Smith, right? Yeah. And then Eva, how would, you say, would you say Eva Mendez? Eva Mendez? How would you say? I say Eva, but I'm pretty sure it's Eva. Eva. I mean, for those Eva. that don't know, like she's the one that stole Ryan Gosling's heart, right? Like, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. She's found the one that out yeah. while I was watching this. Yeah. But then there's. <laughs> you didn't know that? So, I did not know that. No, I thought I thought he was single. I don't know. I I guess I'm not really up on my uh, Hollywood dating. I think people want him to be single, but you know this man's a real deal. So and <laughs> yeah. Eva knew that, so she locked him down. Yeah, and but they're not married though. They're just dating and they have kids, right? I think Wait, that's what that I saw. Means, does that mean Eva's single? Well, I think that no, no, they're dating, but they just I just think they're not like <laughs> they're not married. <laughs> damn yeah you ruined that but then you ruined that so the most most of the movie is like will smith her and then um kevin james and then somewhat of like uh you know allegra cole and then you know pretty much everyone else like there's their parts are like few and far in between like when i looked through when i was about to watch a movie i was like oh my gosh like michael rapaport is in this and he's in like one scene yeah that's it but that you know i'm like okay he's like he i thought he was gonna be a bigger part of it but he's just in there for one part of it there is a lot of there there are a couple other people that i did recognize from other things i'm wondering like if you notice any of these guys so did you know did you notice who the um he's in his picture is in the um the tabloid newspaper um allegra's ex-boyfriend did you recognize who that was no i didn't who was it it was alexander skarsgård oh wow yeah it's like they didn't even have him acting that they just had him i mean i guess it's like way before his time but yeah he's like the the quote aristobrat (laughs) ex-boyfriend of allegra cole Um, oh the subtle detail that i never caught on i just kept on with the movie because i knew that yeah wow wow that's a good and then find man yeah, I was like that. I was like, that's definitely him. I, we're probably going to see him later, and then he just never comes up. In I have it, one but, for uh, you. Um, yeah, Eva Mendes, Sarah Melius's assistant. Okay, do you know who that is? The the, no. the gay black dude that's in her office. Oh yes. Oh I, well, I recognize him. I okay. So when <laughs> Olivia and I were watching it, she recognized him from Zoolander. Yes, obviously, Mugatu's assistant. I, yeah. <laughs> I I recognized him. Did you ever watch the show L.A. to Vegas? I did not. Is he in that show? Okay, so he he's a flight attendant in that show. So I recognized him from that. But yeah, so I I had him in there. Do you know who? Um, I'll, we'll go back and forth. And I don't know if you have any other ones. So Paula Patton. 
Do you know who that is? Uh, she's, she's married, married to, to Robin Thicke, right? Before yeah. Before the Blurred Lines was, video. Yeah, <laughs> she was uh, the girl from the bar that he slips the 22. Did um, not catch that. that. Yeah. So Adam, and, what um, about Adam Arkin, yeah. which is Sarah's uh, boss? I don't know him from, I don't recognize, he, he looked familiar, but I don't know what else so he's in. he's in season two of Sons of Anarchy. He was the main villain in that one. He was Ethan Zobel. Never dies, but you never see him again for the rest of the series. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. okay. The Rappaport one was a big one. I was like, oh, what? And it's funny because um, at the moment, I'm just re-watching Friends in the back. It's like just background noise. And I just saw yeah. the episode. So Phoebe dates him. And he's a cop. Okay. And she really likes him, but doesn't want to move in, doesn't want to commit. They finally move in on the first night that they've moved in. Um, the next morning they're like they're chilling you hear birds chirping and he's like oh it's a beautiful morning and he goes yeah hold on he pulls his glock out and shoots the birds (laughs) (laughs) and then they break up and that's the end of michael rapaport's tenure on friends so that's where oh my god (laughs) that's where he stood out i just seen him in that nice (laughs) did you um okay so the did you watch 30 rock or have you ever watched that I saw, I've seen like maybe the first two seasons, two or three seasons. Okay, so Raul from this movie, Raul the doorman at uh, Hitch's building, the one who calls him Poppy and yeah. like recognizes him from the paper. He is um, Alec Baldwin's character's uh, assistant, assistant right? in Thirty yeah. Rock. Yeah, um, he's has an age. I know he, he looks, looks exactly the same. He looks and he, relatively he, yeah. the same across the board on that one. Yeah, and then the other. Uh, person that i recognize this is a uh, joe latruglio uh who plays yeah. uh, Char- charles boyle from brooklyn 99 yeah. Like, yeah get it speed dating buddy get yeah, it. He, he's also the you ever seen i love you man with jason siegel yeah he's one of his like friends that is uh adam sandberg tries to set him up with like friend dates and he's one of yeah. them the one that's like oh. in the background where he's spotting a bench a guy doing a bench <laughs> press he's like give it everything you got give it everything you got just shouting it in the background <laughs> And so and he yeah. takes to like an LA Galaxy game and shit. So yeah, he's. He, I feel like Joe Latrulio definitely has some. He's he's got some grind to him. You know, he's playing these like oh, yeah. bit, little parts, and then he finally like broke through and got like you know a lead role or you know like a, yeah. a regular Boyle, cast Boyle's member. A role. Big part, yeah. I like Boyle. Boyle is one of my favorite characters on that show. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, that's yeah. all. That's all that I recognize from the. Is there um, anyone else on there? That I, I'm trying to think if there was anyone else. I really wanted to know who Vance was. I wanted to land on like who could that have been, but Vance yeah. just kind of a douchebag. He's got that. Oh. That Gordon Bombay versus Tim Iceland haircut and just oh dude his hair yeah. the, he was what he I had when I was watching through it like I made several notes about his <laughs> hair he's got like as like a white guy with straight hair like super super straight thin hair I know exactly what it's like for this dude to get a haircut and <laughs> and it's he just does it so bad like his his sideburns are like these awful triangles and it just it looks so bad and then it's got the in the back there's a scene when she is um 
I think Sarah's calling him out about seeing the date doctor and they're standing in front of like the Wall Street Bowl or whatever. And then you see him from the back. And I think that I'm, I'm actually copying this term that you um, shared with me once when we were living together. He's got like a real teen wolf situation going on in the back <laughs> of his neck. It's like, dude, you are in like a movie with an $80 million budget, like get your neckline clean, man. Like, I feel like, I feel like production fucked that one up. They set him yeah. up. Yeah. I want to yeah. go more into his character here in a little bit, but he has some very rapey undertones in the way he lives his life. Oh yeah, definitely. So, oh my God. I always thought that was, that was fucking creepy. So the movie yeah. starts off with this one quote. And um, I don't, I don't know when I first saw it, I was like, word that, that, that shit's deep. Like, this is gonna yeah. be. I, I gotta. I gotta recognize this. So the, the, the it starts off with Will Smith saying, "60 percent of all human communication is nonverbal. Body language is 30 percent, or 60 percent of all human communication is nonverbal. Body language. 30 percent is your tone. Yeah. So that means 90 yeah. percent of what you're saying ain't coming from your mouth. Of course, yeah. she's going to lie to you. She's gonna. She she is a nice person. She doesn't want to hurt your feelings. Um, so yeah. I, I'm like, is this for real? So I had to look this up, and I. I yeah. did a little bit, and it does make sense. I think uh, actions speak louder than words is like a real thing. And so immediately when yeah. I, and I teach a course on, on influence with my students, and I'm just like, guys, like, it's all about eye contact. You could say whatever you want, but if you're not in it and show it, then you're not going to get it. And so um, I, yeah. I resonate with that immediately. But I was just like, the first time I saw this, and I was like, yo, word. So that's when I like, was like, I got to step out of my box here. I got to stop being so, so shy and insecure. And so thank you thank you Alex Hitchens for oh, yeah. for for the boost. Yeah. I actually took I in college so like I was a communications major and one of the classes that I took was nonverbal communication and that's like one of the big I mean that I mean, obviously that's that statistic and I don't really know what it's based off of, but I mean it's really true is basically thinking about what you're communicating beyond just like the actual words that are coming out of your mouth. And I think that from a dating standpoint, and especially in the context of, you know, this hitch as like a dating coach mm -hmm. is really true. You know, it's like you got to think about how what how you present yourself beyond just the, you know, yeah. what is like an interesting anecdote that you're going to say. It's like, how are you presenting yourself? Like, how are you being present? Well, confidence plays, right? Like, I think there's there's a lot to be said in uh for example if you go on a date specifically i always go into online dating because that's what it is now but there's a difference between being the person that goes in mm -hmm. saves the seat and orders a drink ahead of time versus the person that just waits and says hey text me when you're here mm -hmm. right like i think there, there there's a difference in like the confidence level there yeah and i think yeah. that plays uh and then there's also just in the tone that you speak yeah. and in the way that you land your jokes and uh, don't feed into insecurities as much. And as much as I hate eye contact, which is in, like, I'm a very outgoing dude, but I just hate eye contact. I feel like I can't, you have a moment with someone. We're, we're sharing a moment together because I'm looking you in the eyes, you're looking me in the eyes. Um, and it just yeah. makes me feel very awkward. But I think yeah. eye contact goes a long way. Uh, in terms right. of how confident you are in the things that you want and the things that you're asking for, right? right. Uh, so, so I think those nonverbal cues like stand out. But on the other end, yeah. there's some nonverbal cues that I can't control. I'm a sweater. Yeah, like I sweat. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wish I could stop that. I feel you, man. When I'm nervous. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I'm like over here pit staining, but I'm like, no, but I'm cool. Like I, I'm not, I, like, I wish my body would be cool about that. Yeah. I have never, and maybe not never, but I, I really don't believe that dating is about necessarily like saying the right line or, you know, doing the right, you know, checking off these right, the, the right check boxes or following a certain playbook or like, you know, doing all this kind of clever stuff. Um, you know, it's not necessarily like an art that you need to perfect because that's like, to me, being really good at dating, you know, and I think that one of the things sort of like the mm -hmm. overarching message, I don't know if you if this is what you get out of it. But I think that so Hitch says, um, even, you know, as he's teaching Albert some of the stuff, he says, like, the worst thing that you can do is to be fake. Women can always tell when you're not being real, because you are a great guy, and you have something to offer. And that's what I think is honestly, like, it's not about these like little tricks about, uh, you know, this is good protocol on a date or do X, Y, and Z. It's more about his job seems to be eliminating those barriers of nervousness and those things, you know, ultimately allowing you to feel confident in who you are so that you're not only going to be successful on those dates, but you're also going to be like a good partner and like just in general lead to like a more happy and fulfilled life for yourself so how did you know like do you get what i'm saying there like are you, you kind of like what i'm getting at with his like the my perception of like the overarching message yeah no no i completely agree with it in a sense i think there are at the end i think when he realized that the reason allegra cole likes albert is because allegra liked all the things that he told him not to do the right. dancing the whistling the being a goofball and in that sense, you're just like, okay, so as a as a someone that's watching this, you're like, yes, there is no exactly. playbook. You're starting to realize there is no playbook. But I think what the one thing that he does well is he does teach confidence. Like when he meets with these random guys that are struggling to say hi to um to women that they like, the one thing they all I feel lack together. Yeah there is a lack of confidence in them and how to approach this, the, you know, the opposite sex or the, the person that they are intrigued by. Right. And so the one thing that he does is yeah, he develops like Albert ends up becoming a little more of a confident dude yeah. and ends up standing up to hitch there at the end. Right. Yeah. And I think that, it, yeah, cause that's what I didn't want it to, you know, I was like, oh gosh, I don't know if I'm be able to get like behind this, you know, not that I need to like get behind, you know, his dating coaching stuff to enjoy the movie. But I was like, man, I just I fundamentally just have a strong problem when people are talking about dating and they're talking about, oh, yeah, on a date, you know, like, here's the rule, like, don't text at this point, you know, like, wait until this, because then it's just like, okay, well, you're not coaching me to be a good person you're coaching me to be a person who's like good at dating you know and that's what and that's that's not the that's you're, not the goal yeah it's like etiquette you're just teaching me etiquette yeah. right now like etiquette yeah not, not yeah so i was happy to see that it ultimately did come around to that and he's like and you know even at the end he's like listen there is there are no principles like you know just be confident and like be yourself and that's ultimately what it's all about because if you if you're not yeah. feeling yourself like other people aren't going to feel you and that's ultimately yeah what he and teaches. why why do you want to showcase a fake self right like why do you want to showcase someone that you're not because yeah. at the end of the day that's going to reveal itself in some yeah, way exactly like i think at some point throughout the relationship you you play off to be this one thing and then 
all of a sudden you get to know each other and you're not that person. Yeah, right. Uh, and then it's like, oh shit, we got together on a lie. Now I have to run with this lie. Oh, yeah, and that and that sort of touches on something. Have you heard of the um, the Netflix series You? Have you heard of it? No. Okay, so there's there's a show on Netflix. It's called You, and it's um, it's. We, I just watched it. Um, we just watched it last weekend, um, and it's it's pretty creepy. It's about this guy who. He manages a bookstore and then this girl comes in and sort of like flirts with them a little bit. And then he like starts looking her up online and then he is able to like look up her Instagram and then um, reverse engineer or like reverse like Google image search like the a picture where she's clearly at her apartment and he's able to like figure out where she lives. And then he like studies all this stuff about her and he actually even like breaks into her house and looks through some of her stuff and he basically like stalks her and then ends up setting himself up in a way to where she they ultimately like this isn't a big spoiler in it but they like end up dating right and so he does all this like weird creepy stuff and i was watching this and i'm like no that's like what that's exactly what hitch is doing you know like he researches like he looks up all the stuff about allegra online like he's you know he is like asking okay, so the, yeah the, yeah the ahead. manipulation of setting up the first date mm-hmm. or studying the person that you're gonna go see before you see them i had mixed feelings about that i had so many mixed feelings about that yeah like which i mean i guess now it's kind of a thing like i have friends that go on dates and it's like i gotta google this person before i even say yes yeah because what, what if, you know, and we've had situations where this guy pops up and there's a mugshot and you're like, oh shit, what did he go for? And it was like, it was like oh, possibly shit. child pornography. And you're like, oh fuck. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. You, oh. you should probably not go on a date with this guy. Yeah. Um, he was never like guilty, but I think he was accused of it or something. Okay. Bruh, it was, I told her to go on the date. It was a bad idea on my <laughs> part. All right. I, I guess advice wise. I was just like, imagine the story you'll get out of it. Um, get the details out of it. You could probably put this guy in jail for a long time and it'd be because of you and you would save a ton of children. You would, you, you know, you got to take one for the team, right? Yeah, private eye. Um, she, yeah. she chose not to though, unfortunately. Shocking. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. Okay. So you're, you're, I want your thing on like dating in terms of like Googling before a date, like, cause I, I, Hitch does this, Hitch does this in what, whatever that means in 2005, where he researches a person, where he realizes they like this or that, and they try to get into that whole, yeah, I guess setting it up before you meet kind of situation. And he does that at the beginning of the movie with the dog, right? He sets up that fake dog almost ran down the street and, uh, and sets him up with his boy at the beginning. Yeah. Well, and, and here's my thought on that. And I think it's probably just because I watched that, the, the show where a guy is like a, you know, stalker murderer person, you know, and ultimately uses it for like this info and this sleuthing ability for nefarious purposes. But I think, you know, I don't really have a problem with, you know, you know, you know, you're going to go on a date, someone like, yeah, look them up on Facebook, like Google them, see if anything comes up. Like, I don't really have a huge problem with that just as a sense of familiarity, I guess. Uh, you know, it, it's probably more, I don't know, genuine to go in totally, you know, totally blind to the whole situation. But 
you know, there is also like if you're meeting this person online, like they are telling you a little bit about themselves through online dating, whether it's through what sort of they've texted you already or like their profile or whatever it is you're looking at. So I don't really have a huge problem with like, I don't know, just a quick, simple looking up of someone. But what I do have an issue with, which he kind of does here, is like when you use it to manipulate people, right? Like he does yeah. this thing where it's you're you're ultimately using it, and then it's, you're taking that information and using it to present yourself in a different way that isn't your own genuine self, or you're yeah. you know like oh my gosh, like I just happen to like this band, you know, like oh my, you know, this is my favorite band, and it just so happens to be like your favorite band, like oh my gosh, what a coincidence! Like it's not yeah. really genuine so i don't really have a problem with the like you know looking what you need to look up to make yourself feel a bit more comfortable or safe but using it as a way to manipulate the other person into thinking you're someone that you're not which he kind of does here and i think again i think he's trying to do it in a way that makes them like spark a situation where they feel confident in themselves so i you know i guess i kind of get it but it does you know i so that's kind of it's it's a weird area i don't know how this stuff kind of flies i don't know if it's a time you know the, the back in 2005 <laughs> thing you know it's like 14 yeah, years, 13 ago. years ago yeah. so i don't really oh know. shit it's 19 years yeah. yeah that's 14 <laughs> so i don't know if it's that or if it's just the nature in which he does it but i was when he was doing some of this stuff i'm like i don't really feel that good about that like you know tough look for you hitch but i i think that it, it comes from a, a place of trying to build up their confidence but it's like some of it's a little bit much <laughs> You know. He tries to validate that like later in the movie where he says, I do it to get you out of your own way. Mm-hmm. Like you would never approach a guy like so-and-so if you if they didn't do this. Yeah. Right? Like if Albert never made that scene in the boardroom, would you have ever noticed him? Yeah. And this is a question that he poses to Allegra. And Allegra's like, yeah, eventually, no right yeah and so he's like i'm just trying to get you to meet and once y'all meet i try to get rid of his insecurities to make sure he's comfortable enough to be around you yeah Uh, and so i think he does then the movie does try to validate the the manipulation part of it yeah and i don't i don't know if her saying like oh yeah i guess i would have never met him i don't know if that necessarily validates it for me but i just think that it i mean i'm gonna say it does yeah no yeah and i and i just think that you know i just i Again, I don't. I, I didn't really feel like super uncomfortable with it, but I think it's just, man. If you watch the show, you and then you, you know, and then a week later you watch Hitch, you're like, oh my gosh, he's doing the exact same <laughs> stuff, but like, you know, Will Smith is this like cool hip dude, and like this other guy is not. So you know, it's like for some reason when Hitch does it, it's like charming, you know. And that's why I was, you know, you are sort of like disarmed by his charm and his, yeah, you know, he's smooth. It's Will Smith, like he's. Yeah, everything he does in this movie is is relatively smooth up until like when it's his turn to shine and he yeah. can't really he doesn't know how to talk to Sarah. Well, yeah, at the end. and that's like funny that. you say that because I was thinking I made a note when some of the stuff was coming through and you know he's like uh, he's going on these different meetings with guys and he's you know giving them advice and telling them what to do and. You know, I and this is before we really knew his situation, and I wrote down like, is Hitch single? You know, and like, and does that concern his customers at all? And I don't know if you've ever heard the phrase like, never trust a skinny chef. You know, but it's like kind of like that. Like, does this guy? You know, like, how is you know? And then Albert obviously like ultimately touches on it later. It's like this isn't you know your life. It's your 
profession, you know, like you, yeah. you don't live this. And so it, it is kind of like, yeah, he doesn't shit where he eats. Yeah, exactly. And I'm yeah. like, okay, well, I get, yeah. I get, I get it. But also you're just like, so you just preach, but you don't practice what you preach kind of thing. Yeah. And, and he gets called out on it eventually because he finally gets feels for Sarah. Yeah. And so it, it, it messes with his mental for sure. Yeah. But no, yeah, he, he's just, he's a smooth guy though, for sure. Yeah. That, that yeah. The move in, uh, the, you know, gotta appreciate his little move in the bar when he's like, he gives the girl the 20, you know, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, he's and that's his thing. And like his, he's able to like, his thing is that he is able to where the other guys, once they meet and connect with their girls that they're interested in, and then they build their, you know, once they sort of get past that three date thing, then they're good. Right. And so with yeah. Hitch, his thing is like he can get to the through that he can get to three dates, no problem. You know, but then he once chooses he chooses not to. Yeah. But then once he, you know, he can meet you know, there's a girl at the bar who's surrounded by like eight guys, like he has no problem pulling her out of there. And then like, you know, making her choose him, you know, or, you know, like swaying her to choose him. So he's like the opposite, like he because he has his issues with his own, you know, long term confidence, like he he can get girls to like, like him and want to hook up with him, but he can't get girls to like want to uh, or like he can't commit himself to like a relationship. So he's like the, the opposite of the guys that he's coaching really, you know? Like, yeah. So yeah. I, I think he chooses not to want it. Right. Yeah. He just chooses not to want it, but he can do it if he wanted to. Yeah. But have that short term confidence for that long term game. Yeah. I guess what was, is what you're trying to do. Yeah. What was his, okay. So I know that his thing, like, you know, him and Sarah's relationship is a lot of, trying to break down sort of the walls that they themselves have put up, you know, like with Hitch, it's like trying to break down his, you know, he got cheated on or whatever, whatever you want to say happened yeah. in that situation. Like he can't really get over that. And so he's having a hard time committing to people. Well, I didn't really catch this. Like, I feel like Sarah has something that like, she has a wall up in some way, but I don't really get what it is. Do they really explain that? Do they talk about sort they, of what her thing is? They never tell you what her thing is. I think she lives vicariously through her friends. Yeah. Cause her friend Casey is going through dating and she's like angry for her. Mm hmm. And so they never show that. They're also the the almost death of her sister. Yeah. What I think the story yeah. she like falls through. Uh, they're like skating on like uh, at a lake, a frozen lake, and the the lake gives. Yeah. And so she almost dies there. Yeah. And so she has this huge protective shell uh, when she speaks of her, but also in terms of who she is. And I think Hitch calls it out, right? Like he says, it seems to encompass who you are as a person. Right. Uh, and she doesn't fight that. She's like, yeah, I do have my walls up. So something happened, but you don't know what it is. They never tell you. Yeah. Okay. But he, but he, but he breaks it down through his like most ridiculous, like the, the Ellis Island date Yeah. where everything goes wrong. Murphy's law. Yeah. Um, and then, and then the other date where he gets the food allergy. Yeah. <laughs> which I think is one of the best scenes in the entire movie. Cause yeah. I think, as under, I think Will Smith's acting is underrated, and he does such a great job of having, uh, of having a food allergy on top of being very drunk on Benadryl. Yeah, um, is that how Benadryl works? Then, I don't know. I've never taken Benadryl. I don't know, but it, it's, I may have. I think it's that whole like it makes you drowsy, and when you're trying to fight the drowsiness, yeah, that's probably it. It yeah. gives you it 
it gives you that um it gives you that like delusional feeling like you can say anything you want yeah um and so no that seems that seems so great to me i love that so much yeah dude in the um in the jet ski ellis island one what happens to the jet ski that breaks down then they just leave that thing in the in the middle of the hudson (laughs) i feel like you have to let the guy you rented it from know um there's another movie with my smartphones remember right like there's a lot of flip phones in this one too (laughs) much like about time yeah we just picked movies that are early 2000s yeah um so i don't know how that works my thing is you know how he asked her out right like he sent that that sketchy messenger to her office yeah and he op- she signs for a box. The box has a walkie-talkie. Mm-hmm. And then he talks to her through that walkie-talkie. And everyone's just watching like, so how do I go on a date with you? Yeah. And she chooses Sunday instead of Friday or Saturday. And then the guy gives him another box, gives her another box. And I was just like, yeah, it's a wetsuit in her size, which is bold move on his part. Like buying clothes on the second date, guessing the size. Yeah. Wait, um, yeah. And it, it, I, again, aggressive move. Like I, okay. Sidebar: the what is the guy dressed like who's delivering that? Like he looks like James McAvoy from Split, but he's dressed kind of like Aladdin a little bit. Like he is. Like he's got like a Walkman. He's. I like. I didn't know what that guy. What was going on with that guy? Like he was. I just feel like he's the he's the nine to three o'clock shift at Hot Topic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, cashier is what I thought that was, and then that was just his evening job. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. He looked. He, yeah. He had the gauges right. He had the ears gauged. He had a couple of tats. Yeah. He just hung around. I was like, you've already delivered this package. Why are you just chilling? Yeah. Get out of there. Why is no? Why is no one saying anything? They're just letting this guy linger. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah apparently it, it all had purpose but that, that was a bold move it's smooth too right like you give him a walkie-talkie and she talks and all of a sudden you're forced to talk to this guy um well not necessarily right it's walkie-talkie is a two-way radio yeah um but it's very smooth man he's like like mellow like during his cuse days like his game is just that smooth <laughs> it was nice yeah it was really nice yeah i did like that i was like man that's if i had the money and i could swing something like that i would probably because that takes time and that takes thoughtfulness and yeah it worked out it worked out in his favor yeah it must it's also just nice to be will smith too yeah well and another question i had sort of is you know my mind always goes to this kind of stuff and i know it shouldn't because i need to just let them tell the story that they're trying to tell but like how does the money situation work for his you know uh his consulting thing because he i mean his apartment is pretty nice you know like he's he's obviously making good money but i don't really know how it works like how much are these guys both of them yeah both both of them both of them are making some significant amount of cash because they have at least 2,000 square feet in both theirs. Yeah, in New York. Uh, yeah. what the- In New York, which and it looked like the nice part is like before Brooklyn was even gentrified. This is like uptown. Yeah. Um, which also, the movie does a great job of showcasing New York City, mm-hmm. which um, it just made me want to go back there again, yeah. which I really am a fan of. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm all about New York. But yeah, they're fucking loaded. I don't know how he gets his money. The guys he's working with, though, seem to be pretty, except for maybe the, the fire, nothing against firefighters, but I don't know if they make enough money to be able to pay for a dating consultant like yeah. like Hitch in New York. Yeah, man, he's he's making some serious 
money from that like and i don't know when they you know like do they pay up front is it like you know once the dates are after the three dates like do you get your money back if you don't get it you i think know? <laughs> i feel like date one is a certain price and if you get to date two it's another price yeah. and then if you get to the third date it's full price like it just he has the three date guarantee there yeah yeah which is ridiculous by the way i don't know how many people have gone on three dates and have been like you know what yes <laughs> yeah. this is this is where it's at this is where i want to be yeah i kind of had some yeah the the three dates is like all you know i is all i need is kind of his motto or his mantra that he lives by for these guys and then you know one of the things he says too is like 80 percent of the women say they can tell everything they need to know about the relationship from the first kiss i again i'm not a woman but i don't <laughs> agree with that at all you know like i feel like the first kiss is always a little bit i mean is always a little bit weird or i don't know like it and it happens at you know he's kind of got his thing like it seems to always happen on the front steps of their apartment you know like he kind of knows exactly how it's gonna go like i don't know i feel like it i i that was uh and then the whole like you go 90 she goes 10 thing like you know did you how did you feel about that do you agree with that <laughs> <laughs> So a couple of things on that. Uh, sorry that the first kiss doesn't work for you, bro. Like, <laughs> not all of us can be chosen, I guess. I get that. Well, it's just like, I don't think that it... Like, here, my thing, like when I was going on a lot of, um, you know, first dates or, you know, people that I met online, you know, and then you talk, talk to people about dating <laughs> afterwards and it's like oh do you kiss her on the and it's like not on the first date like i don't know like where am i supposed to do that at like the parking lot like i don't this is i feel like you gotta feel that out you gotta wait a little bit later so it's definitely a feel thing i think shoot or shoot their shot but you have to make sure that you're open and you're not getting blocked yeah uh but you also have to be blocked to know what that's like <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> i've had i've had the cheek turn right like where i go 90 and those 10 percent are that cheek like nah bitch like <laughs> you thought this was going one way i thought the other thing yeah. or the or the i go 90 and i just get a hug yeah like, they just go ahead and wrap like a boxer they wrap me up they tie me up yeah. i'm just like oh okay so here we at but um the 90 10 thing i think is valid i i honestly think I think it's a little too much on the 90, but I think like 70, 30, someone, I feel like someone wants it more. Someone's a little too shy. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's always 50, 50. Yeah. Right. I think someone has to be a little bit more aggressive than the other person. Obviously it's consensual and it's obviously something that you're feeling out. You're not forcing this kiss or in any way. Yeah, never go the full hundred. Never go full hundred. Never, <laughs> never go full hundred. Um, cause that's where you get into problems. <laughs> yeah. I, it's just, it's not, not a good thing there. Um, I agree with you on the whole first, on the three date thing. Like the first kiss is not going to reveal your husband or your wife, right? Like that's not going to happen. Yeah. But I think the first kiss is kind of, uh, and like a relationship that, that you feel like can go the distance that first kiss matters. Yeah. Or the first real kiss, I guess. Yeah. Because you'll have like your first little peck or whatever, but the first real kiss, I think it does it, it does go a long way. Yeah. I mean, they definitely do put it on a pedestal. They definitely put the first kiss on a pedestal. Yeah. Which is, which I would also argue the first time you hook up is also up there. Mm -hmm. Like you could be an amazing kisser, but if you're shit in bed. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like sometimes, that's, yeah. Sometimes that will. 
yeah. we don't all have Dom Gleason powers and can go back and re re reassess our first time. Yeah. Uh, so it's like we're, we're yeah. You know, like there's a lot more in play here, but in this movie, definitely makes that first kiss that pedestal. If you can get to that first kiss and you nail it, you're in. Yeah. Right. And it's yeah. I just think that. And yeah, I think everyone like kisses a little bit different, and I just feel like if it didn't go perfectly the first time. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Like we're still getting to know each other. Like, you know, we can, we'll have another crack at this, I guess, you know, but (laughs) it's, uh, it's melodramatic as fuck. And I think it's, it's there for a reason, right? It's PG 13. Yeah. I think the people that are watching this are not necessarily only adults. They are also teenage kids uh, who have these melodramatic and romanticized fantasies of what love is. Yeah. And I think the kiss matters, right? Like, we ain't talking about sex. Yeah. We're talking about the kiss. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so... We're not I guess, Vance Munson here trying to... Yeah, we're not... No rapey vibes here from Vance. No, no <laughs> douchebags over here. Which I wrote... I wrote a, I wrote a quote he wrote. He said, because I just... I, I laughed. I was like, this is so stupid, but also very rapey. Power suits, power tie, power steering. That's what I'm about. People can... People can whine, cry, beg, but eventually I get what I want. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, it's very um it's very Trumpy of him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh like my it's uh... God. No <laughs> kidding. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, he, he says it so confidently. Yeah. And he says it to Will Smith, and that's when that's when he gets that hitch is just like, Yeah, I don't fuck with you, man. Like Yeah. Right. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah. He's got that slick back hair. He's up there with Jimmy from about time. He's on my shit list oh. of movies that we've seen so far. Oh my god. Got, no kidding. Yeah, we got we got Vance and then we have Jimmy up there. Oh, now. I think yeah, he's definitely he's you know, at this point if we're doing power rankings, he's like number one on the shit list and you know Jimmy <laughs> Yeah, he put Jimmy at number two. Yeah, J- yeah. He set Jimmy down a peg for sure. <laughs> Dude, okay, so <laughs> yeah. Okay, so talk to me about what you thought about the uh the Knicks game. We got the Knicks <laughs> taking on the the Grizzlies. <laughs> so one of that's a hell of a date, right? No kidding. Oh, my God. Getting courtside tickets on the second date? Yeah. That is impressive. Whose so tickets were those? I did pull up. I did, I did look up. I put All I did was Google Hitch uh, Grizzlies Knicks game, yes. and it took me to a tweet, and I found the box score of this game. <laughs> okay. This, this game started March 20... This game was on March 24th, 2004. <laughs> Okay. The Grizzlies beat the Knicks one eleven to ninety seven. <laughs> so I'm just gonna throw some names at you. So the starters for the Grizzlies were Paul Gasol, James Posey, mm-hmm. Mike Miller, Jason Williams, yeah, and Jake Sakalides. I don't think I can say his name right. Sakalides. Okay. Um, and the 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 uh, the Knicks starters were Stephon Marbury, mm-hmm. Shandon Anderson, Afrini Hardaway. Nazir Muhammad and Kirk Thomas. Now, my Ooh, favorite yeah. stat of this entire game is the twenty-three points that Stefan Marbury had on twenty-three shots. Oh yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> he went nine of twenty-three and got yeah. twenty-three points out of this entire game. Yeah, is this like uh, uh, peak Starberry time? Like, are the Starberry shoes out at, in two thousand four? Oh, with the spinners. The well, little no, the, spinners the, the like. 
the little $10 ones you could get from, it was a $10 pair of sneakers, Starberries, you could get from uh, um, Stephen Berry's, I think is what it's Yeah, called. I think I know what you're talking about. Because, you know, he was yeah. a man of the people. He yeah. wanted to make sure that everyone could access his shoes. I understand that. I get it. Yeah, this was yeah. around the peak, but he wasn't good. The Knicks finished yeah. that season 33 and 39. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, Penny Hardaway on the Knicks. I didn't even. That's a. Yeah, for me. Yeah, Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> Another, a couple other players that I noticed. I noticed uh, Bonzi Wells Bonzi, on the court. Shane Battier yeah. was, a, Shane was, Battier. A, was a reserve. On yeah, the Stromile Swift was out there. I think Stromile he was, Swift. Gets, yeah. <laughs> yeah, gets some buckets. So, so the good. game wasn't like close in any way, but I mean, it's a good first day. Definitely distracting. Yeah. I am a fan of like sports as a date if if both parties are okay with it. Um, yeah, because it just it just it's a nice little atmosphere for that. But man, I saw this game and I was like, they couldn't have picked a better game. But I guess MSG yeah, well, New York City. It is it is just uh yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I was like, damn, look at we get Paul Gasol on Grizzlies days. Like that was uh, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's early Paul. Turn the clock back. Yeah, that yeah. was that was before the Kobe rings. Or yeah, white chocolate. Jay Jason Williams Jason, out there. Mike Miller out there busting threes. <laughs> that, was all right. not that was bad. great. Not bad. That was a good one. Who won the title in 04? I don't know. Was the I don't know. probably the Lakers? They brought Pistons. Maybe was that the Ben? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm sure. Yeah. We could look that up. Second, but... second date, you decide. Or is that third date? Third date, you get to go to a Knicks game? Yeah. Damn. At one point in my life, I want to go. I want to sit courtside at, at an NBA game. That's the dream. I don't know. But, at this point, know. with the money I'm making, I think I can only get like courtside at, I don't know, UW lacrosse games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Some University of Texas at El Paso court size seats at this point. Um, <laughs> yeah. I would love. What did you think of the, the speed dating event? Okay, so I think they should revive it. I think it, I think it yeah. needs to make a comeback. This was something very popular, uh, I think, in the early 2000s, right? The speed dating, you just... You mark the ones that you like, and if you matched during those like minute that you spoke, then you get their numbers at the end of the of the event. And it seems like it always happens during lunchtime, because I feel yeah. Because <laughs> in the movie Forty uh, Year Old Virgin, right? There's a there's a speed dating scene there too, and it just happens in the middle uh-huh. of the fucking day where everyone's just like taking <laughs> taking their lunch. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of Forty Year Old Virgin, also came out in two thousand five. Also known for its uh, big waxing scene with Steve Carell, and we also see that in this yeah. movie when Kevin so James I, is getting that. Something about two thousand five. That was a big deal for men grooming. Men's grooming. Wasn't that like the metrosexual yeah. thing? Yeah. Ryan Seacrest was killing the game with grooming at its finest right um i think hitch botched it here hitch could have been the movie that we talk about when it comes to male waxing i know and uh, yeah steve carell was like you know what give me this shit like hold my beer like let me let me handle this (laughs) i I think kevin james could have been better in that scene which is really good yeah yeah but yeah i like the um 
the speed dating event. I thought that was a fun thing. You know, obviously I've been familiar with it. I've seen speed dating stuff before, but I thought it was cool to see it, um, you know, and think about it. And, you know, after this whole movie, it's about like dating and stuff. Like how does this whole speed dating thing work? But it's, you know, it's like, it's literally like an in-person version of Tinder, you know, and like you're going through you're you know you're downloading information from the other yeah. person then they're moving right you know and then you're like you know and if you match it's, you talk to it's in its sense <laughs> that you get to interact with them there's there's a level of yeah. do you catch my humor it's not that it's not that i have a yeah. six-pack and i've been looking for it right like it's it's not like oh shit this guy looks good looking or this angle is really nice on this person um and you're not swiping up but yeah. you're interacting for at least a minute and you're trying to figure out if it's something yeah. that that you can do it. I like it. I, I want it to come back. Those that that are, that, that are the powers that be that can set something up like that. Hey, go, go do it. Go do it. Yeah. So Jerry, that's the scene of Jerry with Trina and um, he has a turtleneck in this movie. Yeah. What, is, what is, I need. Yeah. To, what are your opinions on turtlenecks? Where do you, where do you stand on uh on keeping um the area between your chin and your shoulders? warm yeah well as a green bay packer fan i know that uh, aaron Rodgers is not afraid to don a, a turtleneck at, at lambo when it's cold out so i'm i'm i gotta be pro uh, turtleneck, man you're pro <laughs> turtle i'm all i don't know man yeah. drake wore a black uh turtleneck at the grammys last week and i was just like what we still rocking this like i don't I don't know. Grammys were in LA. It was like 70 degrees out there. Why do you need a turtleneck? Maybe people have sensitive necks. Maybe there's something that I don't know. And so I've been anti-turtleneck my whole life. Maybe it has a deal with with my first communion. I don't know. Some unresolved (laughs) issues here that I never never had a chance to talk to my therapist about. But um, me and turtlenecks, we just... I'm I'm in for it. I could get it. I I don't I don't have one myself, but I think that, you know, I don't think it's a, a regular thing. But you know, on the right occasion, like a speed if, dating, like like a speed know, dating event. That's where you bust yeah, it out. yeah, like yeah, like a lunch <laughs> speed dating event. You know, why not? Bust out your turtleneck. Get yeah, out your best turtleneck. It's turtleneck Thursday at the office. Let's go. <laughs> Let's yeah. go to that. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. man, that 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 always was like, what the hell does that mean? I don't know. I was never a fan of him, so yeah. I don't know. I also just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I always circle back around to the three-date guarantee because I'm always like, it doesn't fly. Three dates didn't tell you much. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. And I, th- I think it can tell you stuff, but I just feel like it's not this, you know, I don't know. Like, it, it just, it's, yeah, obviously, it's, it's reductive in the sense of it's like a movie and trying to tell a story, but I think that it... You you know, there's some people where you can tell it a little bit more. You know, you can tell more on the first date than you can tell, you know, with other people after like three whole dates. So yeah, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I, I think that I could, I could get it. But I want to. So I really liked one of the things that. Um, so I talked about this a little bit in about time, but one of the things that he kind of Hitch kind of alludes to, without exactly alluding to, is like this idea of like I've been really getting into like mindfulness or like being really you know like kind of like meditation a little bit but more like being um you know using meditation and stuff as a way to like be really present and in the moment and i think that that's super good advice for dating and hitch does give that as some dating advice he's like when 
um, you know, he's talking about when this guy is on the date at the art gallery and he's like, be present and actually listen to what she is saying, you know, like think about what she's saying and think about, you know, where you are and what you're doing as opposed to just like daydreaming about something else. And then he also talks about like, when Allegra is at the meeting or they're at the meeting where, you know, uh, Albert ends up quitting. He's like, daydreams are for private time. When you're in the room, be in the room. And I'm like, damn, that's like all this stuff is like really good. Like if I were to be going on dates and stuff right now, like first dates, I'd be like meditating beforehand. Cause I think that's one of the things you can get really in your head. You can either like daydream or like think about it, you know, as like oh my gosh like what are we gonna do next time like is she liking me like what's it gonna be like after this like you can sort of like snowball and think about all this different stuff that's gonna happen down the road whereas like i think people respond really well to when you're there and you're in the moment and you're actually engaging with them so i think that that's kind of stuff like you know hitch kind of he teaches them you know not only confidence but like you know, be there and be with the person that you're with, you know, and not just thinking about how it's going to look later, how it's going to play out later, like be in the moment and be present. So I thought that that was some of the stuff that, you know, it's not an overt theme in it, but it is one of those subtle elements to sort of what Hitch is preaching, you know? Yeah, I think in that sense, it, it it's so important because the first thing he says is listen, listen. And right. Albert does a great job of doing that when those random dudes are telling Allegra where to eat and telling her that it's, it's disgusting or gross. Don't go there. Um, and he does a great yeah. job there, but then also just in the sense of like step back and know why you're there in that fashion scene where they're going to go see all these, these designers, you're there for her friend, mm-hmm. not for Allegra. So I think in that, in that perspective, it kind of gave him a little bit more confidence that it wasn't about him and her more than it was about her friend. And so, it, right. it, and and to exactly. echo your like whole meditation and making sure that you're present, I think that's very important more so now than ever. I think because right now it's so easy to be distracted. We have some, we have a computer in our pocket that we can go to to avoid to avoid communication. Yeah, you know, when you show up to a date right. early and you don't want to interact with anyone, you're on your phone, um, or you're going through Twitter, or you're looking yeah. at Reddit, or you're looking at all these other things. So, to just be present in the moment and take everything in, I think is. Uh, I think it's a great it's a great thing that he teaches here in this, and it's something that you could take away from the movie. So yeah, yeah. Man, I, I like that. Yeah, right. And he, yeah, and he even says too later. He's like, he when he's telling uh, before the fashion show thing, he's like, he's telling Albert like meditate on the image of an iceberg. Like ninety percent of you is um, below the surface, and I think that that is. I don't exactly know what he's getting at. He did use the word meditate, which I don't, you know, I, I, so they definitely like caught my eye, but I think it is too. It's like, you know, just remember, I think it's again, basically be mindful of the fact that she doesn't know the full you yet. Right. And she's going to be able to get to know, know the full you down the road. Like, again, it's like be mindful and aware of like how things are actually going in the moment where as opposed to like if he didn't say that you know maybe a tendency is to be like oh my gosh i'm gonna be dancing and i'm gonna make a you know i'm gonna dance in a weird way for a second and she's gonna 100 percent think that that's who i am like that's uh sort of a distillation of who i am entirely as a person and i think that 
again, it's like, okay, no, take a step back, be mindful and be aware, you know, that like you are only showing her just a small portion of who you are and she still needs to get the full you and like you're actually a really good guy. So I feel like that kind of stuff is like, you know, that's when Hitch is like doing his best coaching and stuff. So like, um, I think the the analogy is great. I like, I like the Osberg analogy, but for someone that's been in diversity and inclusion work, it is overused <laughs> in terms of identifying who you are. Like the things on the surface are things that you that people can see, right? Like people know I'm a Hispanic male. Um, I guess depending on your, uh, you know, mm-hmm. your experience on crow's feet, uh, you can decide whether I'm 30 or in my late 20s. I don't know. That's you. That's not me. But that's what you see. But beneath, there's so many other things I don't identify with. So the iceberg analogy <laughs> is something that I definitely know about. But when I, when I heard it here, I was just like, oh, another iceberg analogy. It just didn't hit me as hard as it would uh, for someone that hasn't seen it. So I was just like, whatever. But you did touch on dancing. Question. Yeah. Um, white people. Why? Uh, and I mean, why are the... So, one in this movie, one of the best scenes is 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 the awkward dancing that um, <laughs> Kevin James has, uh, and where Will Smith is telling him like he's ninety degrees to the left and to the right, do not do anything crazy. But so why yeah. are dances that I guess awkward white dudes or white people or in general? I'm not like trying to generalize, but in general, people that just can't dance, um, mm-hmm. it's, it tends to be mundane things that you do music to, like yeah. <laughs> Like he did, yeah. like growing up, like you would hear about the sprinkler, right? And he does kneading yeah. dough, making pizza, throwing away a Q-tip yeah. after using it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why is this a thing? Do you have any kind of? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, and I think it's yeah. I don't know what it is. I, it's like I've never really related to that as much my i do have my own rules i'm not saying i'm like a good dancer or anything like that but my rule for dancing is is that 90 percent of it is like of of what you're putting out is and this is probably an over exaggeration but i think a lot of it is what you're doing with your face like if you're it doesn't matter if you're looking really smooth if you if you're like if you have rhythm like rhythm is obviously a big part of it but like you could have all the rhythm in the world, but if your your face is all jacked up and you're like, you know, you're like Will Smith says, like if you're biting your lip or you're doing something stupid like that, you're blowing it, right? And then my other rule is that... <laughs> Wait, so the first rule is facial, like your anti-facial expressions? No, well, not anti-facial expressions, but just like figure it out, you know, like don't make, you know, it. don't over-concentrate. Uh, that's the problem, basically, like don't overthink it, like just be comfortable, but then also somewhat be aware of what you're putting out there, I guess, but don't <laughs> overthink it. And then the other thing is that I think in general, though, the dumber you look, and this maybe goes against what my initial advice but like i think the dumber you look generally the better time you're probably having so if you you think about at the like in the last scene where they have their like little yeah, dancing yeah. montage at their wedding and they're going through and they all are looking the soul like train line yeah. and doing all that stuff like they're it looks like they're having a blast so i think the more that you're carefree i think in the you know and this again probably runs contrary to my 90 percent <laughs> face rule but like if you, I think the 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 dumber you look, the better time you're probably having. So that's kind of how I feel. So it's like if Kevin and if Kevin likes to do, like do a sprinkler thing and he feels and it looks dumb, like he's probably <laughs> just having he has less 
inhibitions and he's just being more authentically himself so it's probably really uh, it's probably it's, it's probably working i actually do have a so my so in that scene where he does in the very end where he's doing him and um hitch are doing like yeah. the slide between the legs jump out you know like hurdle over the other one kind of thing and then um he does first hitch does the splits and then yeah uh, albert does the splits and then he like rips his pants at first Bernard? It made, made me think of getting, andy getting um, the key yeah getting the keys andy in the Bernard, tape yeah doing that <laughs> at the way <laughs> yeah, yeah but then it also right so like one of my buddies um he just had his wedding in october and his big thing is his dancing thing is that he does the splits a lot. Like he can do the splits. And this is literally at his own wedding. And everyone is like, split, split, split. So it's like asking him to do splits. And he legit did the splits <laughs> at his own wedding. And he ripped his suit, his like suit that he got married in at his wedding. So his pants ripped at his own wedding. So it's like. Which makes for a better story, right? Like you have a story now out of that. Yeah, exactly. Which, which is, sounds good. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on um, the dumber, or I guess I wouldn't say dumber, but like the more confident you are about what you're doing. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Mm-hmm. as long as you're doing it and feeling good about it like whether it is a q-tip that you're pretending that you're cleaning your ears and throwing it away or yeah. but if you're confident in it and have someone that's with you on it like it makes you look cooler and it's a better time it makes for a better time i think yeah. the whole basis thing and i think will smith i agree with him wholly is when he teaches that 90 degrees with your hands and just follow the beat to the left and to the right i think he's just teaching yeah. him how to stay on beat yeah. Once you're one, yeah. 90% of dancing is, I feel just staying on beat after that. If you could, yeah, if you I, can I feel a little, yeah. if you can melee rock in between the beats, you know, you can do a little yeah. shoulder shake, whatever. But if you're on beat, it's going to look good. Like that's, that's yeah, my favorite exactly. thing about weddings is once the dance starts and then you can also compensate yeah. dancing. If you know the lyrics to songs. So like you, if you can sing it. Yep, you don't have exactly. to dance. Like you, like I know all the songs. I want you back by right. NSYNC. So the minute you like, it's over. Like I'm not gonna dance the rest of the song until it's yeah. over. Like I'm good. right, and then people are just looking at your face yeah, and not looking at your like, feet. Yeah, it goes right into your, your face thing. Like that. it's all face yeah. after that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But don't botch yeah, the lyric because exactly. then people will know that you botched it. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of the weddings, did okay, I found it really weird that Allegra um was I mean, I get why cuz she but like why Allegra invited Sarah <laughs> to her wedding cuz like Sarah is this person that just like rips into her. Is he's just like this kind of yeah, frankly, she's a, like kind she's, of a skeezy she's She's TMZ. gossip columnist or like a paparazzi. Because the whole movie starts with her going to a vacation somewhere where she was spying on her, where she caught the scoop of like the breakup or the cheating. Yeah. Yeah. And and so she's this, you know, Sarah is frankly been just terrorizing Allegra's, you know, privacy and social life. And over yeah. and then she's like dancing with her at and her they wedding. Never meet. You know, they never meet in the movie ever. Like the entire two hours, <laughs> yeah. Ever ever. Um, I think it's because I'm pretty sure Hitch gets a plus one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and then okay, and then the most inexplicable part of it to me is so Sarah gets invited. I get it. Hitch would get invited. He gets plus one. 
But then why is Sarah's friend Casey, Casey invited? <laughs> she has no connection to anyone there. Other, I mean, she has connection to like to Sarah, but she just guess, you know she's. I guess Hitch gets a. Uh, I guess Hitch gets plus two. <laughs> You're right. Not even why, like she's with that, anyone. If, if we're gonna go ahead and do that, just invite people that were in the movies. Michael Rappaport's character should be at that <laughs> wedding. Vance should be at that wedding. Yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> the assistant, Jacoby Magatu's assistant, should be at that wedding. <laughs> yeah. Paula Patton should be at that wedding. Yeah, oh, Joe Latrulia or whatever. Yeah, everything you got. Like they should all be there. They should all be there. Poppy, what's his name? The <laughs> yeah, Jonathan from uh, from Thirty Five. Makes sense. I did not notice that. That's definitely a plot. That's like a hole in the plot there. Why would you be invited to that? To be fair, Allegra is yeah. loaded. We never find out what she actually does, and I think she just know. was bequeathed a lot of money. Yeah, oh, for so sure. She's... <laughs> she's got a nice yacht at the end there. I was thinking, do you watch oh Below gosh. Deck? Wolf of Wall Street, right? <laughs> I was thinking Below Deck when she was oh. going. <laughs> When they're coming out, so she's walking out of that yacht thing at the end, or the sailboat, whatever you want to call it. But then there's like the deck hands are on there, like, oh man, we're about to get like the dopest uh, charter of below deck right now with uh, <laughs> Allegra Cole and her her boo there. She's rolling up with like four dudes. They're carrying her bags. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the below deck crew. Yeah, yeah, she's got a whole crew there. Also, I don't I don't have a lot of money. I don't know what it's like. To have someone manage money because I make enough money to where I manage my own money, like because I'm a yeah. fucking adult. And yeah. I, for her to ask for 500k, she has to ask a board group, uh, board members, or a group of men in a board. Like yeah. I'm so confused. If it's your money, and you're, yeah, and you're an adult. Because Allegra, such... not not that I'm I'm bagging on her being old. She's an older woman. She's not 18. Like she's not, she just did not right. get this money legally. I feel like she's had this money for a while. Why is she asking yeah. a group of dudes to see if it's okay to use her money? Yeah, that's definitely not how it would. <laughs> I don't think that how it would work. Maybe if she ran, yeah, maybe there might be some like tax implications of like, it's a foundation or not a foundation, but like a trust that she, inherited and they have to supervise that kind of stuff but it's like it's definitely that's you know i want permission to spend five hundred thousand dollars of my own money to invest in a friend's business also like if you do think about it though the all if you hear about all those stories like in uh, espn's documentary or the 30 for 30 doc uh, about bro yeah and you know you hear about all these pro athletes so many or like mike tyson or anybody really so much of it you hear about why they go broke is because they invest in their friends' businesses. So they, they do have right to be like a little bit skeptical if she is asking their opinion. But it's like, damn, it's your own money. Just spend it. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree. Maybe yeah, maybe she needed never her advisors. Also, you you mentioned at the beginning of this that the this the production did so like a job of like making sure that it was an interracial couple. They didn't want to go full black, but they went half black. Um, and, but yet in that boardroom, it's a woman asking for money and she has to get permission from like 12 dudes, 12, yeah, 12 old white dudes (laughs) yeah, (laughs) who all move their head in unison at the same time. We missed the boat on that one, guys. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We got the interracial, we got the interracial thing down. Like, yeah. Applaud us. Yeah. Not full black, but we got, we got a Hispanic lady. She is, uh, ethnically ambiguous enough to where people (laughs) You won't assume that, that she's white. 
and but yeah. but we missed the boat on the asking for money from a bunch of old white dudes. That was <laughs> yeah. crazy. Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Eva Mendes yeah. in this is I I I don't I don't know. I I like her acting in general. I've seen a good chunk of her movies, but uh she's just gorgeous. She's just stunning. Yeah. Just everything yeah. that she does is is also added yeah. by her beauty. <laughs> Yeah, she really, she really is stunning in it. Even though the hair, you know, like the layered hair and all that kind of stuff, she's got kind of a weird sense of style. Like she's got, I mean, she's so beautiful. Like it doesn't. She did like, rock a sweater you know, vest. I was like, okay. She's wearing like a, a beetle shirt in the first scene that we see her. Well, it's because like, she's okay, hip. What is she gonna be like? She's hip. Yeah, but then it's like totally. Yeah, <laughs> she is. She is really stunning <laughs> for sure. She's great at it. I'm okay with it. I'm yeah. like, all right. Okay. They I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm like, okay. But also, reading a book in a in a bar slash club that's bumping yeah. music while you're drinking a martini. What is she doing? Yeah. In the, what? Yeah. What? In the dark? Like she's reading in the dark. Yeah. I feel like there's Starbucks at this point where she could go and do this. Up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know who I wanted to say was my so I think Albert's my MVP of the movie, but I think my sixth man of the movie uh, is Larry the tour guide from uh, the Alice Island to, uh, museum or whatever. <laughs> he is he's like the ultimate wingman, you know. Like he he is very, you know, like he. So basically, like Hitch brings them. It, you know, they come there and then Larry lets them in after hours or, you know, it, before the place opens. Larry is nice enough to, like, give them a full tour. And then he's going and he's, like, telling them all these different facts about Alice Island and all these. He has a personal tour. Right? Yeah, a little personal tour. Yeah. And he's just talking and then they just walk away from him while he's talking and they don't even <laughs> listen to him. You know, he's really he's a good guy. He's a, he's the ultimate wingman for Hitch here. Yeah. I I I this I don't know if it's just, it's just a theory. Maybe Hitch he got the three date rule with him and like he found his wife through him and paid mm-hmm. and paid a very low amount. I don't think he gets paid a lot. And so he got his wife through him, and now he's get the hookup at Ellis Island. I feel like this date is go. not the only time he's ever taken a girl. I feel like Eva Mendes is like yeah. another girl that he took on his first date to Ellis Island. Oh, yeah. This isn't his first time doing that. No, no. He's nailed this. <laughs> he, he's got this one down. Yeah. yeah. And even then, it, isn't the person that Sarah, her like long lost uh, relative, is like a, the butcher of Ellis Island or the butcher of New York yeah, or something? The, the butcher of Cadiz. Yeah, yeah like tough. It's a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, tough pull for Hitch. He never would have done creepy. That. Yeah, well, that's what you get for pulling her ancestry DNA stuff and you know being full creeper before your third date or or your first date even, and then. <laughs> You know, like you reap what you sow here for for going <laughs> going full creeper. And on even that, that one. one went wrong, right? Because he he kicks her in the face when he jumps jet ski to jet ski. Yeah. And then yeah. and then that happens as well. So that was just a very very tough yeah. <laughs> tough date there. Yeah. yeah. What else? What other things you got for it? I think I kind of covered all the different little notes that I had from uh, the allergy scene. The makeup looked very Shrekish. I thought that was that stood out to me <laughs> yeah. for some reason. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. There's no, there's nothing really. I I mean, I did like. It made me want to go to New York. I, I really liked yeah. 
But have you been? I have, yeah. Yeah, man. I, I've been there twice, and I just, I'm all about it. I want to go back. I, I want to do MSG. That's like the one thing I feel like I need to do. I think the three-date policy yeah. is bullshit. I think we've covered that. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess encompassing the whole movie, I, it just comes down to a little Wayne line to me, and it's a, it ain't tricking if you got it. So yeah. <laughs> um, at the end of this whole thing, if you got it, I don't know what it, whatever you feel it is. If you got it, it's not tricking. It's not. Yeah. And I think that's what he's trying to trying to teach Albert. And he eventually gets it at the end. Probably on the yeah. boat. No, in and front I of think, everyone. Yeah. Wow. That could <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think it is good. and I think that the I was uh you know, you mentioned before I this is before I watched it, you were like, Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna you know, how this all this stuff is gonna play in two thousand nineteen. I was like, oh, I know he's about he's a dating coach. I wonder how this stuff is gonna go. But I think ultimately the the overarching theme of it with which is just being like, Hey, be yourself, be confident, people are gonna like what you have to offer mm-hmm. and then, you know, it's not just about how you are at dating but it is you know being true to yourself and being confident in yourself is only is is gonna not only make you a better partner but it's gonna make you just generally be happier and have like a more fulfilled life and so i think that 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 theme ultimately kind of comes to light on this and so i you know i did i think that you know other than the hair and the cell phones and the 2004 Knicks and Grizzlies i don't think it's too dated you know <laughs> i think that most of it most of it carries through i would even say well. the Knicks season in 04 is relatively similar to the Knicks season in 2019 so that hasn't really that hasn't really changed yeah. either um yeah but i'm lo- yeah, yeah i think yeah being true to yourself and being true to to the things that that make you who you are will ultimately yield someone that would want to share that life with you. So, um, yeah, we'll see if the same theme comes through and hitch Two, son of a hitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, we'll leave, we'll leave it until then. Right. <laughs> yeah. With Jaden. Yeah. yeah Jaden, when that, when that movie comes out, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll break it. Th- we'll break down that one was, yeah. As Jaden Smith stars. It's, in if that Aziz Azari as Tom Haverford is not in that movie, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. Do not do right. not count yeah. me in on that. Um, uh, yeah. No, a couple of shout outs, what, man. I, I did like um, shout out to interracial couples. I think that was that was ahead of your game there, uh, Hitch and the production company, um, Columbia Pictures. Yeah. I think you, you 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 did well there. I feel like you should have gone full black, yeah. but you know, I wasn't I wasn't there. I was a, I was a sophomore in high school. Um, and when this came out, it was in February. I was busy. Uh, getting ready for my baseball season. So yeah. the last thing I was worried about or about a full black couple in a rom-com that's going to be released. So yeah. Yeah. Big, yeah. Shout out. And I think, uh, you know, shout out to Will Smith for, you know, saying yes to pretty much every movie that was coming his way back in the early 2000s. <laughs> that's a good shout out, Will. Good job. Well, would, you know, he was striking. He here. was striking when it was hot. It's like the whole uh, Kyler Murray. Like, yeah, of course you're gonna go to the draft. Why not? You're gonna get starting time. Yeah. Your shit. Your your draft stock is so hot right now. You'd be stupid yeah. not to. Um, right. In that sense, then go um, back to baseball. 
you know, you know you go back. <laughs> but this was like four <laughs> years removed from Ali, where he was nominated and did his own. But he went back to his like that dance scene at the end. He does some vintage like Fresh Prince of Bel Air dance moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, get your paychecks. Well, yeah. we appreciate. You know, no nothing at wrong this with point. That. It's it's he's just playing with house money now. He yeah, paid his money. Right. He doesn't have to work it. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't have to work at all anymore. He just it's. <laughs> to be honest, just... I don't know if he's ever worked. I think uh, yeah. <laughs> I was watching. What was it? Uh, comedians in cars getting coffee, and, mm-hmm. uh, and Seinfeld reveals his age, and he's like sixty-one or sixty-two, and he goes, "You don't look it." He goes, "You know what the trick is? Never working." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Seinfeld's had it good. <laughs> I think Alec Baldwin says, yeah, your life has just been a boulevard of green lights from one end to the yeah. other end of town. <laughs> it's similar That's to Will good. Smith's career. I feel like he's done the same. He's just gone from summertime shine all the way to what is going to be Bad Boys 3, the final ride. Yeah. Or maybe Son of a Hitch. So <laughs> Yeah, we'll right, yeah. Yeah. Any idea? Well, I think. It, oh, sorry. Go on. Yeah. No, I think if you know, I I don't know what we're gonna do for our next movie yet, but I think if that's what you I'm know, I'll kind of throw some stuff your way, and we'll kind of figure it out. If anybody has any suggestions, uh, tweet Rudy at kid underscore R U D I, or tweet me at N number eight S C H O R R, and you know, hit us up hashtag first timers. Do you got a hashtag for this episode? What I think. Uh, I don't know. Hashtag Hitch is fine. I don't really have anything. Vance a douche, maybe. Yeah, but... yeah. yeah, Vance is a douche. I love Vance, that one. Vance is a douche. Um, yeah. That's all I yeah. got on that one. Uh, but no, nah, man, that, this is fun. Let's, let's get another one in. Maybe you want to stick yeah. with the rom-coms? you want to stick with... Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll play around with whatever is out there. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But yeah, until uh, until next time, Rudy, uh, never go the full hundred. Right? Yeah, you know sometimes uh, <laughs> it's really hard to see through the forest. You know, through the sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>